Hey now, hey now. Hey guys, what's up? What's up everybody? So glad you're here. Welcome to another episode of Highly Suspect. I'm kind of digging that new intro. You like it? A little bit. Yeah, um, we sat down. We've got more work to do on that, but we tried to make intros for each of our shows. Mm-hmm. And so far, so good, I guess. We've got some other improvements, you know. Not to mention the one thing that drives me crazy. The one thing? The the one of many. Possibly <laughs> the top thing. For the <laughs> Is trying to get this freaking camera angle set. Oh, I know. It's okay. We're not going to spend the whole thing. I don't I don't get it. Okay, so listen. We use a webcam. Whatever. That's fine. You know, we're, we're working with what we got, okay? But what drives me nuts is no matter where I put this camera, I can never get her and I in the picture as much as I want to. Like how y'all see me when I do the show and you could see like the whole arm of this and everything. I want both sides to look like that. And well, I can't no matter can't where I put it. You can't do it because you have two monitors on here and the camera can only go in one spot. And that's the problem. The camera has to sit right there in the middle of those two monitors, well, I so guess. it limits, you know. But how do these other YouTubers do it? Because they don't have two monitors in front of their yes, face. Yes, they do. They no, got they like don't. twenty. No, they don't. They got like twenty monitors. No, anyway, that's not what they're here for. God. No, they listen <laughs> to this. This uh, what, do we call this a network? Over the line network. Yes. They listen to this stuff. The OTL they network want to hear me complain. Yeah, that's, that's why exactly. they listen. So, um, anyway, welcome to the show, Trish. Welcome to your own show. Well, thank you. Glad you could make it. Me too. What are we talking about today? Well, you know, I've been on this uh, trek to uncover the Rothschilds family for the past couple of weeks. Right. But the last few weeks, I've also noticed that TikTok has blown up with a lot of prepper videos and a lot of videos leading up to why these people are prepping so much. And I'm not talking about the typical preppers. I'm talking about people that you wouldn't see prepping, prepping. Like, what's an example? Well, like people like us that, you know, don't even have groceries for the week in the cabinets. (laughs) I mean... Right. (laughs) I mean, it's just crazy. And so I've started kind of going down the rabbit hole of why these people are doing this. And man, I'm telling you what, there's a lot of stuff there, and I thought it'd be interesting for us to kind of uncover a little bit of that stuff. Yeah, you started sending me that stuff the other day, and and, and there was a couple uh, accounts that I kept seeing their stuff, and they were farmers, and they were talking about mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. Yeah. Um, but I never really dug too far into it. I know you don't you don't watch my TikToks that I send. You. I watch every one of them. No, you don't. I may let about twelve of them accumulate before I do, but I watch every <laughs> one of them. All right, we're about to see. We're about to test that theory yep. out. Yeah, we are. Yeah, so I sent you a bunch. Do you want to play some of them on the show tonight? Absolutely. Okay, so basically, some of the things we're going to talk about. Um, we can go into the farmers first. One of the TikToks that I've seen um, going around quite a bit. Now, I say TikToks because if you try to find this on Google or YouTube, you can't find it. It's, it, seems to be, it seems to me that YouTube and Google are way more censored than TikTok. Right. Okay? But if you go on to TikTok, you can find plenty of this stuff. So there is a rumor going around that farmers are being paid 
to destroy their crops. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that's some of the TikToks that we're going to play. They're actual farmers that are saying, yes, this is true, and other ones saying, no, it's not. Right. So you're going to have to pull this up. I sent them to you in Messenger, though. Oh, did you? Yes. I, I've actually, I've got the TikTok app on this computer as well. Okay. So maybe uh, maybe it'll pull them up as we go. I don't know. Yeah. So we're, how many did you send? I sent you three. I haven't even looked yet. <laughs> See, I told you guys. Oh He's not watching my TikToks. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. So it's, I've got one here. That's from today, honey. I sent these to you yesterday. We were going to do the show oh, yesterday. yeah, that's right. Okay, so. Yeah. and then you had to break the news on something else. <laughs> okay, so the very first one that we're going to play is the the general TikTok that you've been seeing everywhere where they're saying, hey, they're get ready because they're paying us to destroy our crops. Right. Okay? Okay. Now, what's weird about TikTok is the fact that you can't, You've got to play it off the top. It plays as soon as you pull it up. So I'm going to try to do this the right way. Here we go. Every farmer I know has received a letter in the last 30 days from the Department of Agriculture offering them $3,800 an acre to dispose of their crops. If they do not, they lose 35 cents per pound when they bring in harvest. This is only a 117-acre crop. It will be sold. It won't be disposed of. But they're trying to control the supply chain, ladies and gentlemen. We can't allow that to happen. If you control the food supply, you control the world. Be prepared, ladies and gentlemen, just like I've been telling you. Shortages are coming. Stock up. Be aware. Don't get caught with your pants down. Because I promise you, it's coming. Yeah, you definitely don't want to get caught with your pants well, down. Well, and I was going to say, that's you every, like three times a day. Getting caught with my pants I'm down? I'm having to tell you to pull your pants up. Yeah, that's yeah. actually true. You have a belt issue. Um, yeah, so that is something. Now, I do understand that TikTok has an algorithm just like the other you know, platforms. So you get kind of, if they see that you're watching something, they'll continue to send you the same similar things with the same similar hashtags and things like that. So right. I, my feed has been full of this stuff, though. Now, this is the next farmer, if you can time that one just right. Okay. Let's see if we can do this. These TikToks, the fact that they're so short messes TikTok, me up. Happy Independence Day to each and every one of you. And by the way, the government's not paying farmers $3,800 an acre to destroy their crops to control the food supply. Thank you. Have a nice day. See, that's another one saying it's not happening. Wait, that's I'm a, confused. That's a, okay, the first farmer said, I was offered $3,800 per acre to well, destroy my crops. Didn't the first guy say he had people telling him that they were getting the offer? He said all of the farmers he knew, including right. himself and all oh. the other farmers he knew. Now, here's another farmer saying, that's not happening. So, basically, the last two we watched are contradicting each other. Exactly. I'm, I'm wh- trying to show you all sides of it. Okay. Well, now, what about, is it possible that this guy is trying to send a secret message and he doesn't want to get banned on TikTok? So he's like, wink, wink, <laughs> nudge, nudge. I don't know, but pull up the third one that I sent you. Okay. Well, not that one. Go to the fourth one. What's that one about? That's another woman saying, yes, my husband has been offered. Oh, okay. I thought it was some sort of, a you know, adult joke TikTok or something. No. I figured it would be. 
Well, TikTok, I finally got my letter yesterday. Um, the letter asking you to destroy some crap. Along with the letter, I had to sign for a certified package, um, which included these these two uh, binders, and then of course this three-ring binder on how to properly dispose of your crops. And as you can tell, it's on government paper. And as you can tell, um, this here is the affected area in my section of the county, um, closest town. And of course, you can't run away. They even know where you live. So from the county tracks, then they break it down into these individual farm tracks that you have to destroy. And you can see the the crop or the field field maps I've shown you was all contracted corn to Anheuser-Busch was to be shipped to the Colorado brewery for the production of bush life if I was you I'd be getting stocked up on bush life so first of all why do they keep the, the music that they're playing on these TikToks is is makes it hard to concentrate because it's like you know hoedown honky-tonk bar country music right and we're talking about things that are super scary yeah, but you know on TikTok, that's that's how people get their attention is with the music. So, uh, the, so the government... Showed, yeah, he's actually showing the documents. Didn't just send him a letter. They sent him a binder showing with... Showing which fields to destroy. Special instructions. Now, yep. this is a guy who obviously has big contracts mm -hmm. with big companies if he's sending crops to make bush light. Right. Um. So... <laughs> You're nervous about your beer, aren't you? No, I'm just trying to follow it. I, I, I'm, I'm getting kind of, it's getting lost on me a little bit. But is it because you slept for two hours in the last yes, twenty-four hours? Yes, absolutely. That's <laughs> exactly what it is. So, what are you lost is. on? I don't know. I, I just, I'm trying to comprehend why the government wants the crops destroyed. I, I get the food supply. Okay, right. But so where does right. Bush Light come in on that? Well, I I don't think it has to do with the beer specifically. I think it's just all the farmers. Yeah. You know or you know what I mean? Okay, so there's another one. And then... Don't just start clicking on random TikTok. Well, you just... I, that I, has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Okay, well... <laughs> we will be pulling up more, but well, that's not... Oh, that's the, that's the only ones for now? Oh, I mean, there's more of more farmers in there that I sent you, but I mean... Basically, that's one of the conspiracies going on right now is that the government is offering $3,800 per acre to destroy the crops. Now, when I Google and try to do some research on Google, I, I do find where the government's offered some farmers in certain states to destroy their crops, but they're saying the reason is a water supply issue. $3,800. They were paying bums $3,800 a month in unemployment. To sit at home and do nothing. What what makes them think farmers are going to willingly take $3,800 well, to burn their crops? They're probably worth much more than that. But did you hear them say that on the flip side that they're going to decrease how much money they're going to get? You forget they get subsidies from the government. Right. You know, a lot of these farmers lose money. If it weren't for the subsidies they get, they wouldn't make a profit. Right. So, I mean, if you think you're going to lose your subsidies, plus they're going to make it where your crops are worth less going to market that you might not have a choice mm. to keep your head above water well and i would ask you what you think about that conspiracy but it sounds like you can't even follow it well it's you know i i mean obviously the dude's got his um 
the the binder and and the letters concerning for sure um but there's got to be more to the story in my opinion right there's got to be more to it and but i firmly believe that there are people out there that'll be talking about i'm talking about people with a with a loud voice mm-hmm. somebody else people that others listen to mm-hmm. that is going to pick up on this and start talking about right. it and bring it to light. So uh, it's only a matter of time if, to watch this, for. if this is in fact what these TikTok people are telling us it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you pull it up, you can find dozens of cro- uh, farmers talking about they got the same offer. Yeah. You know, and it's to control the food supply. Hmm. So I think that's kind of interesting. It's bizarre. Yeah, it really is. So, besides that, what else is there? That's it. That's it. All right. (laughs) Hey, it was a good show. Thank y'all for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. We'll be back with a new show next week. Well, a lot of the the TikToks right now, like I said, are, are... are and, I, and I'm bringing up TikTok because the other the other because social media. We spend media, three quarters of our life on TikTok. Okay, airing our dirty laundry. But the other social media platforms are so censored, you don't see anything on YouTube anymore. You don't see anything on Facebook or anything like that, like where people are trying to communicate with each other and kind of give each other information. So that's pretty much been the only place I've been able to see people connecting the dots, if you will, right. on this stuff. But another thing that we're seeing a lot of are people. Um, at different like um, cargo places saying that shipments are being held for like three weeks at a time. And then you also see a lot of TikToks where people in some states where they haven't gotten food shipments in three weeks. Now, we're not seeing that where we live. I mean, the shelves are getting bare. And I had a friend tell me today he has to drive two hours to get um, large shipment, like large quantities of paint because he's a painter. And he's starting to see a supply and demand issue there, but we haven't really seen the food issue so much yet here. Yeah, um, there were TikToks popping up over the past month or so, and people mm-hmm. in just random small towns that they were going to Walmart and the, the shelves were bare. Right, yeah. So. Yeah, and so that's the food supply thing is an issue, and that I thought that was kind of interesting because I have seen a lot, of, especially... With Dollar Generals and Walmarts. Yeah. Where they go in and the shelves are completely empty. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> we may be living off the land soon. Our own land. Well, and you know, some of the other stuff that's going on with these millionaires that are building these bunkers, like Bill Gates, for instance. You know, he's he's been building these giant bunkers. Have you seen that? No. Okay. Pull up. I got your tab up there for you. Um... The video, before you start playing it, the guy that's in this particular video, he he actually has a YouTube channel with like, I don't know, three or 400,000 subscribers, but he builds bunkers. And I mean like the million dollar bunkers. What's the guy's name? It's like Atlas or something like that. I can't remember. <clears throat> Atlas Survival Shelters. Yes. And he is like, like he was even on the Kardashians, for instance, when they were looking at building bunkers. He was on that show, but okay. he is like the guy to go to. Okay, and this, gotcha. yeah, go. No, that's it. Okay, you can go ahead and play it. <laughs> Just make it sure. Bill Gates is a guy like me. He's rational. He's not a cuckoo. Neither am I. But no, Bill Gates has been talking so long about 
the things that really scare him. You got to think about this. When the richest man of the world is worried about something and he's spending his own money and the rumors are tens of millions of dollars on some of these lavish bunkers that he's got, you better listen because that man is on the inside and you are on the outside. Trust me, he's part of the Bilbinger group. He's part of the New World Order. That man is on the know, okay, in the know. And uh, I mean, even more than President of the United States, President doesn't get invited to the Bilbinger group and all that stuff, but Bill Gates does. Okay. So anyway, so all these articles are on the news. So if you guys want to have some fun, get on Google and start Googling these things. I'm going to read some of these articles. I want you to look at them. If you don't think that he's worried about that, look at this article. It says, Bill Gates and America's millionaires are building underground survival bunkers. Here's another one. How scared should I be a contagious disease will wipe out humanity? Uh, here's another one. Billionaires are preparing for the apocalypse. Do they know something you don't know? Another one. Bill Gates fears plague that could wipe out humanity. Um, here's another one. Bill Gates thinks a coming disease could wipe out or could kill 30 million people within six months and says we should prepare for it as we do war. And these articles are everywhere, guys. I mean, I'm just not making this stuff up. But you know the one that I like the most is this one here that was uh, printed by News Punch. And I'm going to read it to you because he actually quotes me in this one. I like this. It says, Bill Gates builds nuclear bunker, tells staff to leave the country. Bill Gates urgently ordered the construction of a nuclear bunker at his Seattle property and has advised long-term employees to leave the United States before the following weekend, says a member of the staff. He didn't say how long we should be away, but he said we should definitely leave before the following weekend, said Mr. Hall, a pool technician who says he watched the construction of the nuclear bunker and explains it is large enough to com comfortably hold a handful of people only. Besides the nuclear bunker, several smaller tunnels and bunkers were built underneath the main residence, connecting them up to a form to a small underground fortress. Yeah, so now, there's, the there's been lots of articles about this and pictures of his bunker. Um, but, and by the way, do you think that guy's still employed? <laughs> after going public, the pool technician, after no, going public no. with uh, with his... No, well, yeah, you, uh, you you come out with that. You don't tell him what you do for Bill Gates. Did he just change clothes? No, what he did is he said, he said, this is actually a really good channel, um, but... He was just, he took a clip of himself where he made a video previously and said exactly what they put in the article that Bill Gates said. It was almost uh, like Bill Gates quoted this guy. Gotcha. So he kind of time lapsed himself back in. Yeah. But I mean, like I said, he is like the main guy to go to for bunkers or one of them. Is this so. actual mm -hmm. actual footage of the Bill Gates stuff that yeah. he's actually building? Yeah, this is and from this, Bill Gates' gimmick. Yes, and if you watch the video, um, it, Bill Gates is in the video um, explaining all of it, and it's got tunnels and bulletproof doors and uh, what do you call it? A decant, uh, decontamination suite and all kinds of stuff. Weird. Isn't that crazy? That is. And then like this, Elon Musk has sold all of his property with the exception of one home that he uses for entertaining people like he doesn't live there. And he has moved on to the SpaceX base in a $50,000 pop-up house. But he is selling all of his belongings. Hmm. <laughs> like, he what are these my, guys doing? <laughs> my primary home is literally a $50,000 house in Boca... Boca Chica Starbase that I rent from SpaceX. It's kind of awesome, though. 
Only house I own is the events house in the Bay Area. If I sold it, the house would see less use unless bought by a big family, which might happen someday. And he was responding to somebody named Matt Wallace saying, Elon Musk lives very modestly by billionaire standards. Only one residential house plus one for events. Mm -hmm. Elon Musk uses less resources than most multimillionaires despite working way harder. Plus, money sitting in stocks makes each money outside worth more. <laughs> okay. I can tell you've slept two hours. Oh. But if you see the next article I've got pulled up for you in the next tab, it also, it, it's just article after article where he's come out and said, listen, I have, I'm in the process of selling everything or I have sold everything and I'm living in a $50,000 House on the space, and he doesn't even own that one. He's just renting it from the SpaceX, right? Which so, doesn't he own SpaceX? Well, he does, but he's renting it you know from how himself. That, you know how that stuff works. Yeah, <laughs> it's called corporation. Sells Elon Musk sells all his mansions, moves into tiny home, mm -hmm. June six, two thousand twenty-one. Yeah, and it's like all these people are putting plans into motion. I mean, these aren't the only two; they're the ones I pulled up. But um, it's kind of now, do you think it's because they're all feeling kind of weird like we are coming off of 2020 and they have some money to do something about it? Or do you think they know something that we don't know? It is, I guess it is possible, just trying to be cynical about it, to say, okay, they saw what happened in 2020 and they're like, man, that was rough. I better get prepared. Let me make sure the next time that happens, I'm ready. Well, because honestly, like if if we were in the situation where we had the money to do that, we'd have... Bunkers everywhere. Well, and the one thing to be scared of, <laughs> let's be honest, the one thing to be scared of when it comes to what happened in 2020 is the response from the government. Oh, absolutely. That's the scariest part of it. Absolutely. I better not say that. When well, and, and with Elon Musk, in all fairness, um, he has already, he has been, like, quoted as saying many times that he wants to start a civilization on Mars and that he wants to sell everything and move to Mars. I don't know that I'm willing to go somewhere where Elon Musk is the leader. He seems like he might be all right, but he's a little He never said anything about being the leader, did he? <laughs> you don't start your own civilization and not be the leader. Well, nobody said he's going to be the one. What if it's already there? What if he makes a robot the leader? What if he is a robot? You know, I've often thought that it would be good at times if our president was just an inanimate object. Well, and just our all... president is kind of an inanimate object. That's, that's actually true. <laughs> Your wish has been granted. He's like a he's like a beat. He just sits there. Yeah. Doesn't say anything. Um, yeah, but think about that. If we had a president that just didn't do anything... Nothing would get screwed up. Yeah, we'd but we'd be able to handle all this ourselves. Somebody'd still be the president, though. They just wouldn't be. It'd be like the Wizard of Oz. There'd be somebody behind the curtain. They'd be like, well, the carrot <laughs> actually told me that we got to pass this bill, so. Yeah. Eh, I guess you're right. And I'm not allowed to say too much or I'll get in trouble. Right. <laughs> not what he said. Yeah. So anyway. I don't know. It's just interesting. I mean, the, all this stuff is flying all over the place on TikTok and. Now, All of the videos. outside of that, there's also stuff like the ocean being on fire. Right. You know, just in the realm of talking about the panic of food shortages, mm -hmm. rich people hiding all of a sudden, 
and the ocean's on fire, and yep. they're trying to put it out. So what? Uh, this is what I need to understand because I haven't looked too far into it. But the water's on fire, so there's a water fire, and well, we're trying to put it out with water. <laughs> yes. Right. It's kind of like you trying to put put out a gas fire the other night with water. Oh my God! I was. Oh, I don't even want to say it. Why I was, not? I was cooking bacon on the flat top on the the grill, the gas grill, mm-hmm. and I didn't think that the grease. I didn't think about the grease dripping into the grill, thus catching the grill on fire. And so when the fire started, it was an amazing fire. It was big and bold <laughs> and beautiful. And kissing the, the roof of the house. Right. It was uh, yeah. possibly melting the gutters. But I didn't think about the fire being caused by grease. I thought, well, I just left the, the lid on too long. And so I did what I always do when the fire gets up on the grill, and I poured water on it, and that was a bad idea. And then it hit me, oh, this is a grease fire. I think from now on, one of the prerequisites to you lighting that grill is going to have be having baking soda out there ready to go. I haven't even touched that grill since we dumped all that salt. I mean, we used all the salt in the house, all the baking I bought soda. More. I got more. I mean, I wonder if I need to go clean that up. Probably. It was only a week ago. Yeah, probably so. So the ocean's on fire. Yeah, well, and you, <laughs> there's been several explanations for it. Uh, some people say it's a pipeline. Some people say it's a volcano. Some people say lightning struck. Um, obviously, we know what they tell us. We don't really know the truth. You're just going to fast forward through it. Is this just footage of it? Yeah, it looks kind of cool. Hmm. But I saw on TikTok where they said that there's six places around the world that the ocean is on fire like this. It's not just in the Gulf of Mexico. But this is the one from the Gulf. This is Good the one, Lord, look at that. <laughs> this is the one that's in the Gulf of Mexico. Um, that's pretty bad. Yeah. What do you think the fish in that area are thinking? They probably did. They're, They're probably like, not thinking much of anything. Bro, is it just me? Look, look, let's put out the water fire with water. Well, and that's one of the reasons why I brought this up in this episode is because some people are saying that they're trying to contaminate the ocean um, so that we don't have that as a source for food. Well, here's the thing. They're they're drilling for oil, right? right? Or are they? I feel like a lot of the oil drilling's been stopped, but maybe not all of it. So they're drilling for oil. They have a leak in their process, and I'm not going to pretend like I know how the whole process works. How does the fire start in the water? Well, we know oil is flammable, obviously, (laughs) but how does the fire start? I don't know. I'm just telling you that they're saying lightning struck, and I don't know if that's true or not. That seems a bit bizarre. Yeah. It seems like a bit of a stretch. Yeah, seems like a lot of a stretch. Mm. But if you Google it, you're going to find three or four different explanations for why it's on fire. And what are people saying? It's just crazy to me that there are so many explanations. There's got to be just the truth. You know? Yeah. One reason. But that's the problem. You can't trust anything that you see or read anymore. No. You know, the news is... The the, the mainstream news is going to have an explanation for this. Mm-hmm. But... We don't know if it's the truth. How many times does the news have to get it wrong before you stop believing? Right. I, I don't... Everything the news reports these days, I do not believe until I confirm it. Like, yeah. I don't take any of this stuff at face value anymore because they've got it wrong so many times. Yeah. That's, that's getting crazy. Like, this guy here, 
TLDR News, he's apparently explaining the 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 fire. Mm-hmm. I guess we could see what he says. This guy could be a complete. We have no idea who this guy is. I just pulled right. a random video up. Yeah, good luck, guys. Yeah, y'all hang tight. Just like this one going forward. So the Gulf of Mexico was on fire. Yes, isn't it a body of water? Well, yes, but it was still on fire. How? Well, let me explain that and the Mexican politics behind this whole situation right now. You heard me right a second ago and your eyes aren't deceiving you. That is the Gulf of Mexico, a body of water on fire. He already sounds more articulate than we are. More specifically though... This dude does know what he's talking about apparently. ...the Yucatan (laughs) Peninsula that's on fire. The cause of the gas leak isn't clear at the moment, with one source telling... Oh, wait, shut up, dude. Okay. You don't even know. Oh, well, well, no, no, no. He's, he's saying it's not clear at the moment. So that's kind of what I was hearing. With one source telling Reuters that it was caused by an electrical storm and heavy rain, although even that's not clear at the moment. Now, the platform and the pipeline in question are both managed by an organization called Pemex. And this particular platform and area are actually very important to Pemex, with about 40% of the company's oil coming from here alone. That's 700,000 barrels of crude oil every single day. It's worth noting at this point that Pemex is Mexico's state oil company, with the business run by the Mexican government and contributing a third of the country's tax revenue. They might pay a lot of tax and help fund the government, but Pemex isn't exactly the most financially. Imagine that one company accounting for a third of your tax revenue. So what happens if that company goes down? The country goes down. That's Mm -hmm. so dangerous. But it's Mexico. Stable as the most indebted oil company in the world, holding $107 billion worth of debt in 2019. They've also got a very troubled safety record. In just the last 10 years, they've notably killed 30 people in an explosion at a gas plant, 37 more when an administrative building exploded, a further four died in a platform. Hold on. How how does an administrative building explode? You're you're doing dangerous stuff like drilling oil, (laughs) but your office people are the one that died in an explosion. (laughs) Hmm. That's a little sus. 28 died when a plant exploded, 137 died when a pipeline exploded in a Mexican village, and there was also another tanker fire, where luckily no one died. So it's safe to say that Pemex has a spotty safety record. Those people in that tanker are like, wow, out of all that, we're the ones that made it. What are the chances? Anyway, no wonder the ocean's on fire. Yeah, so if you try to find the explanation, you know, there's quite a few out there. So I guess it's just they haven't had time to investigate it, maybe. Mm. Well, this guy does. He's getting to the bottom of it. I I trust him. Whoever that guy is, I trust (laughs) you, sir. And I like his shirt. And I like your shirt. There you go. So, um, I don't know. What do you think? is, Is there any tie to that that is deliberate? That would be tied to the food stuff. Once again, it's just going down the TikTok rabbit hole of is all of this stuff connected? Because I haven't been able to personally verify it, but they're showing videos of six places around the world where these fires are going on. Some off the coast of Africa, just different places. And um, I haven't been able to find that, though. That's why I asked you to look to see if you could find it. 
Hmm. Were you able to? No. uh, Did you even look? I tried to. Did you really? Well, I I hit the (laughs) I hit the search button on Google and stopped there. Yeah. So I mean, I got distracted. Okay. Well, on TikTok though, people have actual videos of it, and so I'm like, what? How are they finding it, and I can't find it? So. Whoa. What are you pulling up? I don't know. Let's uh, let's see. Ocean fire. We'll see what TikTok says. I mean, it's a hashtag, though. Oh, yeah. Ocean fire. Why does it only give me accounts? I have no idea. Okay, so apparently I don't know how TikTok works. But anyway. Yeah, well, you're on the computer instead of your phone. Yeah, get out of here. So, I don't know. It's interesting nonetheless. Yeah. The, the Listen... I mean, uh, how quickly things can change. Life was good. The economy was rocking and rolling. Uh, and then in by March of 2020, mm-hmm. chaos has ensued and it's never stopped. Well, and the last thing that ties all this together or doesn't, um, I was thinking about the weather extremities we've had since the election. Mm-hmm. Uh, places like Texas got to negative two degrees, which was the the coldest it's been in like almost a hundred years. Right. And then now they're having record breaking heat waves around the country right now. In places that don't get a lot of heat. Right. I mean, to the point, I mean, it's really, really bad in some places. Um, and that I'm just kind of wondering, cause you know, China has been able to manipulate the weather for a long time. It's been rumored that the U S and the UK can also manipulate the weather and so you kind of wonder, are, is all of this tied together like they're, you know, trying to get rid of the crops, um, manipulating the weather so that they can also, you know, cause droughts and um, kill off crops before they really get, you know, right. growing, you know what I mean? So that's just something, and that's an article just talking about weather manipulation. And this is just from December 2020. Right. China is scaling up its weather modification program, or program E. <laughs> Obviously, Frenchies wrote this. Uh, here's why we should be worried. And it says, between 2012 and 2017, China, China reportedly spent more than $1.34 billion, Well, I don't know. That's Is that billion? I can't say from here. Uh, tackling weather shortages by wrestling control of the elements. But what it plans to do is on a completely different scale. Earlier this month... China State Council announced that by 2025, its weather modification program will cover around half of the country. It is aiming to control rain and snow across the area that is more than one and a half times the size of India or 20 times the size of the UK. In other words, a bloody huge area. (laughs) Bloody huge. I don't know if you remember during Katrina, people were blaming George Bush for the hurricane. Because mm-hmm. back then, I mean, this this particular program has been going on for decades, but um, I just remember that distinctly being people saying, you know, you could have stopped that, and right. you didn't, because they had the ability to. Well, it was that. Yeah, you're right. That was a that was a big thing, and the response. Really, what I remember from Katrina, because I remember being fascinated by the whole thing and locked in on the TV. For day after day after day, mm-hmm. watching all this stuff. One, because it was so tragic, but two, 
because it was it was like we were watching this in real time and it was not something we're used to now you know when it comes to hurricanes and everything else like we're used to that stuff right we're used to watching the weather guys and the weather channel literally stand in front of a dam that's about to break like <laughs> literally they don't even care remember when geraldo did that after <sighs> katrina the next hurricane that came through and geraldo was standing in front of it he needs to get back in front and, of it and the way right <laughs> and the water was like rushing over the thing and he was standing there just trying to balance himself because the wind was blowing so hard like that's what we deal with now but back then it it was rare that we watched a tragedy like this in real time day after day after day after day. Right. And it was, I don't want to say it was must-see TV, but it was the old saying of, uh, you know, a train wreck that you can't take your eyes off of. I lived in Albuquerque at the time, and they brought a lot of people into Albuquerque um, from Louisiana during that, you know, the buses that took people out. Right. Yeah. And did you, did you know anybody that was in that area when that all that happened? Um, I mean, I know people now that lived in that area at the time, but no, I did, at the time I didn't know anybody. No. Well, and the, one of the big takeaways from that, my possibly one of the most memorable things from Katrina was the telethon that they did. Yeah. And it was, uh, I was going to call him Mike Myers. His name Mike Myers. I think so. Yeah. Mike Myers and Kanye West, <laughs> and they're they're reading they're reading a script. Okay, they're they're not like freestyling it. They're reading a teleprompter, and then Kanye West just completely goes off script, and he says, "George Bush doesn't care about black people." And the look on Mike Myers' face was absolutely. <laughs> I mean, he's from stunning. Wayne's World and Saturday Night Live. Like, why is this guy hosting this to begin with? Right. You know? Well, they they wanted people to give money, so they needed big time celebs I that guess. everybody liked. Will to rebuild and remain in the area. The destruction of the spirit of the people of Southern Louisiana and Mississippi may end up being the most tragic loss of all. George Bush doesn't care about black people. Please call. <laughs> Look in at his face. And then they cut to Chris Tucker, and he's Chris just a shot. like, what? <laughs> and Kanye West, with no emotion on his face whatsoever, <laughs> George Bush doesn't care about black people. Oh, my God. I love Kanye. I Which, absolutely love Kanye. I, I actually, I got angry that Kanye did that at that time. I was like, it's inappropriate to do that right now. But I, I almost understand Kanye's emotions at the time because they were seeing people be shot for looting and different things like right. this by law enforcement, which, hey, you can't loot no matter what. But then there's the other side of it where it was people were stranded, they were starving to death, and, right. and some of them were looting food, but others were looting TVs and stuff. Yeah, I remember seeing people carry TVs. I don't know where they were taking them to, but... So it was a situation where tensions were high, mm -hmm. you know, the news obviously doing what they can to to fuel the fire of racial tension and, and everything else they do to divide us as a society. But I was like, come on, Kanye. And now I look back and I'm like, well, George Bush was kind of a scumbag. So oh, I absolutely. I don't feel like, defend, even though I think Kanye was wrong, I'm not going to defend George Bush. I think Kanye was right. He probably was. Yeah, I think I think a lot of what Kanye says is correct, quite frankly. Well, here's the thing. These people that have been in politics for, for, that, for decades, 
most of them have a handful of racist bones in their body because they all used to be on the same page about how they Listen, viewed. I don't even think it's about hating black people, white people, whatever. I think it's they just hate anyone that's below their class. Yeah, they hate people. Yeah, they hate. The I don't American even think. People. Yeah, I don't think it even has to do with color. I think it just has to do with their elitist. Right. You know. I agree a hundred percent. Look at that look on Tom Hanks's face. Oh no! <laughs> no, listen. Last time we brought up Tom Hanks. <laughs> We got banned. <laughs> I ended up with my second strike on YouTube. No, that was the first strike. Then I got a second strike. Yeah. I got about 20 some odd days left to be able to, to reset Skirt my the strike. line. So. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully we can pull it off. Yeah, and the rest of the stuff that I pulled up were just random ones that people are excited about on TikTok, like the door-to-door vaccines. Can we visit that real quick? Yeah, absolutely. I know we don't talk about politics on this show. Well, and and, but. But, and to tie it all together, a lot of the people are saying that they're going to control the food supply to force people to get the vaccines. Oh. And that's, that's really what a lot of them are saying. You know, you get different people have their different opinions, um, but a lot of people think that they're going to make people take the vaccines in order to get food. I was talking to a guy yesterday, mm-hmm. an African-American gentleman. He worked at a hospital. Yeah. And we were talking about COVID and everything else, and he's like, you going to get the vaccine? I'm like, no, bro. And he's like, me neither, man. I don't trust it. And we started talking. And, and first of all, disclaimer, if you were watching this and you've got the vaccine, that's perfectly fine. I'm not saying the vaccine is dangerous. I do think the vaccine has some adverse side effects for some people, but that's the case with any medication. So if you took it, especially if you're high risk, that's fine. Right. If you're around it's high risk choice. people, that's fine. Now, yeah. if you're taking it uh, and you don't need it, and especially if you're taking it and you've already had COVID, I think you're a dummy. But besides all that, <laughs> we were like, we, we were talking and I was like, Here's the thing, man. Whenever the government is that adamant about you doing something, especially when it comes to taking a certain medication or vaccine, like, look how hard they're pushing this stuff. That is a giant red flag. It takes me back to to almost buying a Camry from a guy on the west side of Birmingham and him being so pushy about it in the final days Mm -hmm. where I said, I'll get it. Just give me a day or two. This is the American people saying, hey, we'll get the vaccine. But then the government ramps up its efforts to say, you got to get a vaccine. We'll give you free Ubers and Lyfts and free childcare and money and uh, uh, everything and free beer. We need to talk about that. Anyway, Joe Biden on his door to door (laughs) deal. Let's play this real quick. Okay. And then uh, we'll go. We'll go that route. Now, keep in mind, I don't know. I haven't listened to this. Some of the audio on this clip in particular was really shoddy. So if this was shoddy, we're not going to be able to play it. But Okay. Because I had already looked it up once for the other show. In today's briefing. That's good. We discussed how our administration is going to devote the remainder of the summer to a a special focus on five ways to make gains in getting those of you who are unvaccinated vaccinated. Because here's the deal. We are continuing to wind down the mass vaccination sites that did so much in the spring to rapidly vaccinate those eager to get their first shot and their second shot for that matter, if they needed a second. Now we need to go to community by community, neighborhood by neighborhood, 
and oftentimes door to door, literally knocking on doors oh. to get help to the remaining people protected from the virus. We're going to come knock on your door to help you. The right. last thing you ever want to hear in your life, and I think Ronald Reagan made this quote, is the most dangerous words in human history is, I'm the government and I'm here to help. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what you will hear when they come knocking on your door. Right. The fact that they're willing to do that, because let's look at the stats, y'all. This is common sense. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a virologist. I'm not, I don't. I, I, I know very little about this, but what I do know is if you've caught the virus, you have immunity. There is a chance of you catching the virus twice. I've caught it twice. That's it's just fine. not as severe. It's just not as severe. Right. And it was not. But if you've caught the virus, you've got immunity, possibly better immunity than you would if you only got the vaccine. You've got natural immunity. We got beaten over the head with the number of COVID cases for a year. A million, five million, ten million, a hundred million, over and over. Every day, the number was larger and larger and larger. Well, now we've got however much of the population, 50%, 60% of the population that's gotten the vaccine. If you take that number and mix it with the number of people that have caught the virus, we're probably close to full immunity in this freaking country. So why are we going So why are this? we pushing it so hard? Why? Well, that's and, the red flag. Well, and what I'll tell you a red flag for me besides the door-to-door -door thing is the fact that a child at 12 years old can make medical decisions and a parent not know and they're talking about sending these vaccines to the schools to vaccinate the do children. You, do you have the video that you took about when you asked them the question? Yeah, but, send it send it to Okay. Thing. Can we play it real quick? Yeah, we can play it real quick or do you just want to take my phone? And no, it just just send it to me. Um but they're offering Xboxes and Playstations. And for you guys that don't know, you can't get these gaming systems right now. If your kid, like my kid wanted it for Christmas, there was no getting The PS5. It. Yeah, but they're offering it if you get vaccinated. Why are they offering gaming systems? I'll tell you why, because these kids are going to do it. Well, and then Joe Biden yesterday or the day before brought in the what's her name what's the name of the the girl that sings the song like a what's the name of that song it's called good for you yes i know that song i listen to it all the time it's a good song and her name is olivia rodrigo okay Mm -hmm. Joe Biden bought, brought Olivia Rodrigo, who's apparently for a former Disney star. Now she's a big pop singer, and then she's very popular. He's bringing her to the White House to team up with him to encourage people, young people, to get the vaccine. Not uh, adults, not older people. It was specifically for a campaign to get young people to get the vaccine, which we know has not turned out well for some children. And and you don't don't come at me, YouTube, because this is in fact reported that kids, some kids have been adversely affected by the vaccine, mainly from heart enlargement. And incidentally, they're reporting those deaths as 
a heart enlargement, not as a oh, side right, effect right. of, yeah. Yeah, after we reported so, every single medical condition is like COVID. You got hit we, by a bus, but it was COVID. Right, right. <laughs> um, It's coming through. It's coming through. Yeah, but like I sent you a TikTok of them going door to door. They're even in costumes. Like What? Oh, uh, 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 yeah, I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> Surely that wasn't an actual government thing going door to door. Maybe it was a special, like a separate private company doing it or some kind of contractor. I can't imagine that the government I, I was dressed know, up as but COVID. That's something else that's on TikTok is are all of these people with their ring cameras, people coming to their doorway yeah. with the, the shot. I mean, this is crazy to me. And he said, literally, he, he used the word literally, door to door. Yeah. He said, and literally, come door to door, knocking on people's doors. That should scare the crap out of everybody. Well, and, and TikTok has gotten these days to be like YouTube was five years ago, where you could pick a topic and get on there and get all points of view. You could find information out that you'd like literally never heard anywhere else. And uh, you can't do that anymore. They've got it so censored. Is it not coming through? I don't think it's going to come through. Let me there try it, it one more time. It's right there. Oh, it came through. Yeah. All right. So what happened was Trish sent uh, Trish pulled out her camera and she asked P Diddy if he wanted to get the vaccine or if he would get the vaccine. And P Diddy, as you guys know, he's a smart kid. He's not gonna. He he knows. That getting the vaccine for a child is not a good thing. Well, like and, he and gets the, that. And the point of me doing it with Peyton is that he is around people that talk about this stuff every day. Mm-hmm. He's not your typical kid that doesn't hear about this stuff. He hears about it every day. Um, I mean, because his she, dad, you know. Well, she just posed the question of, right. "Hey, I know how you feel about this. You feel the same way we do." But and he didn't know this was a thing. He's like, if the, if somebody offered you, well, just you can play the video. It, it says it in the video. A, 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 a console. What would your in exchange for getting the vaccine? What would your? And I want be? you to watch his face change. <laughs> All right, here we go. God bless this little boy. <clears throat> All right, Peyton. I'm gonna ask you a question. Mm-hmm. I want you to be a hundred percent honest. <laughs> Answer it truthfully, and this video won't go anywhere unless you want it to. Oops. Okay. No, oops. Go. <laughs> I want we didn't, we didn't even ask on. his permission. You need to ask him real quick. Nah, I'd be all right. It's my <laughs> kid. I'm the one that make, calls the shots on this stuff anyway. Not what you think your dad or mom will say, but what you would actually do, okay? If your parents, first of all, do you want to get the vaccine? No. What if you were offered a PS5 or an Xbox at school and your parents would never know you got it. You got to make the decision yourself and they give you a free game system. Would you do it? Yeah. You would? Yeah. That's what I thought. And why would you do it? Because my family members got it. And not wrong with them, but Okay. No right or wrong answer. So he views it as okay. I don't want to get it because I know what I've heard about it, what my dad says about it. But if I could get it in secret, 
He rationalizes it. Over right. a game system, I would do it simply based on the fact that some of my family has gotten the vaccine and they seem to be fine. Yeah, he rationalizes it. He goes from, no way, I'm not doing that, to, well, it'll be all right. I mean, it is a BS5. It'll be all right. So... And that's what they're doing. You know, this is a this is a well-rounded kid that knows what's going on in the world. So imagine kids that don't get any exposure to what's going on in the world, the news, politics mm-hmm. of it all, uh, any any world events. Like they just know what they hear on places like TikTok or from their favorite celebrity. Listen, let me just tell you a little story about Peyton. One night we went to play laser tag, and I can't remember what the subject was at the time, but we had uh, a freshman in college and a senior in high school or no a sophomore junior in high school sitting in the back seat and he was having to explain something that was going on in the political world at the time do you remember what it was Mm-mm. i can't remember i've got a video of it but peyton sitting in the back seat and this was three years ago so he was how old seven and a half yeah eight and he's explaining it so this is a kid that knows like he knows politics he knows all this stuff he has his opinions and uh, he very quickly switched. And I think that's scary. Yeah. You know? Very scary. Yeah. That's the only other thing I had to talk about. Oh, the UFOs. We didn't talk about that. Well, there's nothing to really talk about. I know. It was only like a nine page. You know, they released it and it was only nine pages full of nothing, basically. Yeah. They basically confirmed that the UFOs are real and they don't know where they came from. <laughs> The, you know. the way they did it was they slowly released mm-hmm. the the summary of the report to the right. media. So the media is like, oh, we've got bits and pieces of it, We're which chomping. they thought was, was true, which was they don't really know what it is. So now we're all sitting on pins and needles waiting on the the actual report thinking there's going to be more than that mm-hmm. it'll give us a little more insight and really that was all of it so yeah it was a big letdown and nobody's talking anymore about it right i mean it's nowhere no one's talking no. about it and it's a big deal because we're talking about if in <laughs> fact terrestrials these yeah. are other beings <laughs> yeah with the kind of capabilities that the military is describing they have mm-hmm. they could evaporate this planet in no well, time. Well, not only that, but you have world leaders that are saying they're not only real, but they are in politics. They are already making decisions. You know, that's a big deal. Right, because we all know uh, Hillary is a reptilian. <laughs> so is Justin Bieber. Worshiper. I'm just kidding, YouTube. Just I'm just talking. kidding. And the last thing was the Freedom Phone. Have you seen that? No, I have not. Okay, so for you guys that don't know... Um, Apple and Google have at one time taken Parler off of the App Store. Um, they've censored a lot of the conservative apps. Um, you've got Rumble, Parler, different things like that. So this this guy who is like one of the youngest billionaires decided to make a phone that. Well, just play the video. This is name the, one time in history where the people who banned books... I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, I I wanted you to go ahead and just play it. Media and opinions were the good guys. Hi, I'm Eric. I'm the world's youngest Bitcoin millionaire. I made it in Silicon Valley, and I've accomplished a lot in my life already. But now, I'm leaving big tech to fight for free speech. Because the big tech overlords are violating your privacy, censoring your speech, and I think that's so wrong. Can I just say, why doesn't he have a shirt on? (laughs) 
<laughs> Can I just interrupt this right now? Because this bugs me. Where's his shirt? You talking about his undershirt? Maybe he doesn't that's, realize. That's a hoodie. Like that's a like a jacket. Where is his shirt? Well, if I had that much money, I probably wouldn't wear a shirt at all. You know Not what this reminds me of is they they showed up at his house and they're like, "We got to shoot this video real quick. Throw a shirt on." So yeah. he threw a hoodie on, like a pullover. That's true. And they popped his collar to make him look a little more moral. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. And it's uncensorable app store. Everyone is complaining about big tech censorship, but no one is doing anything about it. They say, "Build your own phone." So I did. Freedom Phone truly is the best phone in the world. It does everything your current phone does, except censor you and spy on you. With the Freedom Phone, your freedom of speech is our number one priority. That's why we built our own app store that is completely uncensored. If an app you love has been banned from the mainstream app stores, you can still download it on ours because we don't ban apps, period. And we've developed the first operating system based on your free speech. There's no app tracking, no keyboard tracking, and no location tracking, because I believe in your security. How do we ensure you're being protected? Say hello to Trust. Trust is our privacy guard. It's designed to warn you whenever an app or a website is tracking you, and gives you the option to stop it. Your data, your rules, that's our motto. The Freedom Phone is comparable to the best smartphones on the market. It has an edge-to-edge -edge screen, a super-fast processor, and multiple cameras. And your SIM card transfers into the Freedom Phone seamlessly. Big tech companies hold a monopoly on public communication and the dissemination of information. And they are abusing that power. Nobody elected Mark or Jack to be the arbiters of truth in America, yet they still thought it was okay to ban a sitting president from their platforms. If they censor a president, it will censor anyone. Imagine if Mark Zuckerberg censored MLK or Abraham Lincoln. The course of history would have been altered forever. Out of all the constitutional amendments, That's a good there's point. a reason why the Founding Fathers made the right to free speech the very first. I believe you have a voice that deserves to be heard without being censored. Protect yourself from big tech censorship. Let your voice be heard. Live free with the freedom phone. So I, I'm not, I wouldn't be opposed to this, but I would want, um, I, first of all, I would need more details. What mm -hmm. does super fast processor mean? Well, also, I need a little backstory on this guy mm -hmm. because with the way, with the way the government ends up Putting their using hand in everything. Patsies or you right. know, paying people to do something. This just seems like it almost comes off as a new way for them to track people, a more broad way to track people, because they're talking about that. The FBI just put out a statement mm -hmm. asking you to snitch on your family and friends right. if they are displaying extremist behavior. Mm -hmm. And their definition of extremist behavior. It's just being something like pro-Second Amendment. Right. Well, I can't speak to it because I don't know the guy, but Candace Owens, this is somebody that she's known for a long time oh, okay. and developed an app with like a long time ago. And this is someone she's personal friends with. Um, her and her husband switched over to his phone like three or four weeks ago. Um, they've been testing it out themselves. But if you go to Candace Owens' Facebook, she did a live video talking about it, and that's what got my attention um, I didn't know her husband was the CEO of Parlor. Did you know that? I didn't. I, I knew. Um, the only person I knew was involved with it was Dan Bongino. Well, her husband is the CEO of Parlor, and um, 
yeah so hmm. yeah how about that i thought that was kind of interesting but you can go to candace owens facebook page and she talks about this guy how she knows him um the level of trust she has in him and that that's the only reason i thought okay this might there might be something to this because i i respect candace owens yeah so. no doubt yeah. All right. Well, that's it for yeah. this edition of Highly Suspect. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you drop a comment, you drop a like, and you help us get the word out by sharing these videos because we've got many things on the horizon that we're very excited about. Mm -hmm. And we do. We, we put a lot of work and effort into this stuff. We Trish, watch a lot of TikTok. Trish absolutely puts in a lot of work, and then I'm putting in work just showing up with such little sleep. Yeah. So, um, we're this gonna, poor guy. Can I just tell him about your sleep schedule this sure, week? Sure, sure. He's been getting up at three o'clock. Pity me, pity me. Three o'clock in the morning, going to work, coming home midday, doing his show, and then going back to work. Until, Sometimes having to do the show at night. Going back to work at four or five o'clock. Until four or five o'clock. No, no late. I'm I'm leaving the house between three and three thirty. No, no, no. I'm talking about in the evening. Oh, I'm saying yeah, in the yeah, morning yeah. you go to work at three, come home midday, do your show, and then get back on the road, and then get home around four or five o'clock. And uh, my eyes are getting heavy listening to you talk about that. He's pretty tired because we were up kind of late last night. So you only got I got two and a half hours sleep. I think you got about what four. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. If I'm lucky. <laughs> One day this will be a full-time gig for you and you won't have to do all of this mess anymore. That'll be the goal. Once yeah. we can make this podcast lucrative enough where mm -hmm. I can spend all my time and energy on it, life is going to be a lot, a, a lot better because in all honesty, and I have a lot of guilt because of this, but time with my kid, I feel like it's been dramatically reduced between work and this and work mm -hmm. i can't change and this i really can't change because right. we're building we're building future, something yeah but it, it's really taken away not for me being a father but me spending mm -hmm. an abundant amount of quality time with my kids so i'm i'm really working on that and trying to be better about that because you know before being a good pod successful podcaster or radio guy or even a good Uber driver, uh, my number one goal is to be a good dad and a good husband. You're going to make me cry. So that's uh, that's all I'm looking to do. So you're a great dad. We're going to make it work. And I'm sure you're going to be a wonderful husband. Now that we've got all emotional right here at the end of the show. <laughs> that's what happens on two hours of sleep. We're going to get out of here. Yes. Thank you all again. Don't forget, drop a comment, hook us up, let us know what you think and what you want to hear us talk about Next time, we may just take up your idea. And special thanks to the Patreons. Patreon, thank yes. you guys so much. We love y'all. And also, Vapor Forge, thank you to those guys yes. as well. We appreciate everybody involved with making the show. And if you guys want to advertise on either one of the shows, kind of get with us. We are. We're opening up some slots, some some affordable slots. So if yeah. you are a business owner, and and I need a, you need to help me remember to start putting this out there because I forget... If you are a business owner mm -hmm. and you would like to get on this show and have us endorse your business, right. we would be more than happy to talk to you. Now, the only requirement is, one, we want to do business with you, but two... You make sure you're reputable. We, yeah. we got to make sure you're a good business because right. we can't tell our audience to go see somebody that we don't 100% know is going to treat them right. Well, and at this point, 
like Vapor Forge, for instance, is seeing enough of the listeners that it really is getting out there. Right. Like the word's getting out there. So it is worth advertising at this point. Yep. If you yeah. if you want some testimonials about uh, getting shout outs on this mm-hmm. show, you know, we don't we don't have a large audience like a lot of people, but the but one thing loyal. we do have, we have dedicated mm-hmm. loyal audience members mm-hmm. that want to support our businesses because they know our businesses support us. Right. Ultimately that's their way of supporting us. So so awesome. Anyway, that's it. Yes. So until next time. See ya guys. <laughs>